Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Showing You the Biz Podcast. Today, I'm joined by a close friend and fellow manager, Gio. Go ahead and introduce yourself. What's up? How's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. So today, me and Gio are going to take a little bit of a deep dive into management, management styles, and some managers he's worked with in the past. So to just start it off, would you like to define management for me? Sure. Um... Management to me, if I were to explain it, is like the area of a business that organizes and makes sure that the business is ran correctly and is able to like achieve what you want with uh, how you run it. Okay. And in that aspect, what kind of management style do you take? Um. So mostly when I'm in the management position, I tend to just make sure the basics are being done correctly. And then if there's ever any corrections that need to be made, then I'll definitely have to step in. Um, I don't like to have too much hands-on because I feel like the more you try and like put yourself into like an employee's situation or um like space they tend to like they don't want to be like micromanaged yeah i agree i think there is some level of hands-on that like is necessary but i can agree like the further you enroach upon their positions the more upset they typically get yeah they don't like to be told constantly how to do their job or what to do so if I know that they're executing what they need to be doing like correctly and there's no issues being caused from that, then I just leave them alone. I just let them do their thing. Okay. How long have you been a manager for? Um, like good estimate. Well, actually this month will be three years. Like later this month, it'll be three years. Okay. So you've had a little bit of experience with management. Yeah. Yeah, definitely not like because people have been in the role for like years and years and years and like like decades. So I'm definitely like. And on like the younger side of that career wise. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, it's a good start. And through being a manager for a few years, you should have a good idea of your strengths and weaknesses. So let's talk a little bit about your strengths as a manager. What are some strengths you identify with? Strengths, I think. Um. Well, I usually resonate with the employees in a positive way most of the time. Like, you don't, you're not going to get everyone to like you, but most of the time, I tend to notice that I create a pretty good rapport with people. And it's basically just from, like, what I said earlier, just, like, staying out of their way if they don't need to be corrected or anything like that. Um, and just try to make the environment as, like fun per se as possible um uh, and yeah it's kind of like a relaxed environment like it's not like because some people like to have an intense style of management but i tend to stray away from that what are some benefits of keeping a relaxed environment with work um it, t- it takes the pressure off people don't feel like they're in like as much of a like tense situation i mean you're not saving lives or anything you're no it's it's it's, yeah okay Um, and on the flip side of that what are some things that you might identify as your weaknesses um i i know i said that like i don't like to have as much of a hands-on approach but sometimes i do find myself trying to like if i see like a, like a time that there's like so like when we're in this in the business i'm in which is are we allowed to say it's just like food management so yeah. like that yeah so we are supposed to recognize bottlenecks and any time that i notice that there is a chance of a bottleneck i tend to like insert myself into the situation i'll just take it on the entire time um and i don't like i usually just handle it myself instead of like letting other people try to figure it out and i know so 
as a manager, our job is to identify bottlenecks beforehand and try to kind of insert something into the situation to fix it. I don't yeah. always think necessarily it's a bad choice to put yourself as the solution. Yeah. But it, it can be a weakness. Um, obviously, you can't be the only answer to every problem. But I agree yeah. that I've I've seen that with myself as well is like once there's a situation instead of kind of thinking of a a way to put somebody that belongs in the position there or solve the situation in a certain way i kind of end up throwing myself in yeah and that kind of comes with the hands-on part as well uh, so you said before you had a relaxed environment how do you create a positive environment at work well, I mean, it just goes without saying, like, you don't, like, there's no need to, like, I don't know, um, just be, like, over-involved in what people are doing. Um, it's good to give, like, positive reinforcement, and it's also good to coach, but, like, whenever you do coach, you don't need to, exp like, go too far into what they're doing wrong just tell them like i see like i've noticed you're doing this this way i think you will have a better time if you do it the like the way i'm gonna the tell correct you. way or yeah the correct way um just don't like don't make it too much about like a mistake they made just correct them and just let the result like let them see the results of more focus on yeah. the end result rather yeah. than the process there it's like yeah, yeah. But, like, i agree if, with you there yeah. um are we still on the uh so so positive work environments yeah. I and mean, you you said one thing is not kind of micromanaging mm -hmm. the process to solutions kind of giving them an end goal to get to letting them know why that'll be beneficial to them. Uh, what are some other things that help you create positive environments at work? Um, I mean, attitude is a big thing. Like if you go into work with like a poor attitude, um, you are in like a leadership role. So most likely it's going to like reflect onto the people that you're working with or are working for you. Um, better to like go into things with like it's like a decent to positive attitude um obviously if people are just upset they're just going to be upset you can't really change that um but for the other people that like look to you as their leader um it's good to it's good for them to see that you're actually like enjoying being there and like happy to be in the position you're in it also gives people like um some people like will probably see themselves being in the position you're in as like a manager and want to work their way up to that so if you show that um you're happy doing what you're doing then they're going to want to work harder and like actually achieve that um and yeah most of the time when i'm like trying to create a positive environment uh the way I like manage is based around being someone that you would want to like work for. Um, cause I, I was, I've been in the employee position. Well, yeah, you worked your way up. You're yeah. an internal promote. Not yeah, an external, I was, I was not internally promoted. So I know what it's like to like have bad managers and good managers. And I know like, and up from that, I know, like, how to be someone that I would want to work for. So let's jump off of that. Can you describe some negative experiences you've had with management in the past, either as a manager or before you were a manager? Um, so, like, as a manager, I notice a lot of overcorrection from other managers. Some uh, of the micromanaging yeah, like it, that you that, talked about, yeah. Yeah. Um, excuse me. 
Uh, and it's like usually in a negative, like the, the criticism is like, it's mostly negative criticism instead of just giving positive reinforcement on what they're trying to convey. Cause like, I noticed what the manager is trying to say. And I noticed like how, like what they want this person to do, but the, the message isn't always conveyed in the correct way. It's not going to want someone to be better. Um, and yeah. Are there any other like experiences you've had with management you'd consider maybe negative? Uh, you know, um, again, either as an associate, you know, as an employee for the company or as a manager. I mean, I like I've seen some people like just want to be they uh they want to manage in a way where they don't like want to be seen but they also want to just like try and like bark orders and stuff like that and then like disappear and it's like no one's gonna want to do what you say if they don't see you also working as hard as they are yeah i completely agree it's tough it's tough for someone who's like say it's busy and they're already working pretty hard and then all of a sudden someone comes out and it's like i need you guys to do this this and this while you're also doing what you have been doing the entire time and i'm gonna do nothing yeah so like there's the the lack of personal responsibility in that yeah it's tough for someone to want to do that like it's just not and i'm sure you've seen it as an associate and it is mat and as management. Yeah. Yeah. I know I've seen it. Um so let's jump off of that into some positive experiences you've had with management in our company. Or um just in general. Is this the um so like most of my positive experience is working with other management is when you have like a really solid team and they everyone is able to work with each other and is able to like play off of each other's strengths um i think that's like the best environment to have is when you have like a focused motivated team working together um obviously everyone's gonna have their weaknesses but m since everyone is so balanced in the fact that like they can work together someone's strengths will cover up someone's weaknesses which i think is a really good point collaborative management in a workplace especially in um, an organization that has multiple managers covering sort of the same position you know we mm -hmm. definitely have you know our general managers that kind of run the operations but we also have a lot of the similar duties throughout each management position. So with collaborative management, uh, and like you said, a good team that can kind of mesh well together, uh, a lot of weaknesses that are covered don't come through unless they are working alone. Um, but I think that was a really good point. I think um, if you like in a place of business, if say like if you're gonna have a management team, I think it's best to build it in a way where everyone is able to like like work together instead of like four individuals that are just working like for themselves, basically. Yeah, I um, agree. Yeah. Did you want to keep going with that or I can jump off to a different question. We can always come back. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about some strategy you you use to foster some effective communication with your associates um is it like between associates with themselves or from management to like associates? we'll start with from you to them just some strategies you use to kind of convey the point in the simplest way well i mean there it is like um it's great to have like a 
a clear communication. And I think the best way is to get your point across without like addressing multiple different things at once. Um, you kind of just want to like set a bottom line of like what the goal is. And then once you feel like everyone has understood the message you're trying to get, then you can move on to other things. I think it's best to work through like stuff one by one. Rather than giving like giving like a XYZ open, need fixed plus like A and B. Sharing. Yeah. Yeah. Um so just like address things one at a time and you can like build a like communication line or uh stream through that. Okay. Um and it's good to like let people know what information you need from them and what information you're going to give them. And now, how would you say effective communication works between management in your experience? Between the managers that are like that I'm working with? Yeah. Um I mean so like there's also there's like Obviously, everyone has is like connected to the same email that like at the place you're working at. So every email that gets sent, if you tag if you attach that email, everyone's gonna get, receive that. Um, there's also like that we have multiple forms of communication. Um, most people are in like there's like text group chats and stuff like that. Um, I think, it's best to if there's a situation that is going to affect someone on your team um it's best to like either let them know individually or if you think it could also affect everyone as a collective um just send out a message to everyone um it's good to like you should be able to like want to share information freely without being afraid to like alert people or like put people in like a, a bad mood if if like what you're sharing is not what something they want to hear. Do you feel like you've been in an environment with effective communication, both between management and through uh, like top down management? into associates and even up above us to upper management um i've been in like multiple different environments where the communication is good and like where the communication is not so good um right now i feel like i'm in a pretty good situation where like there's constantly information being shared that like pertains to everyone and isn't being lost in translation sometimes i am in an environment where there is little to no communication and things just are happening without people like you know letting people know or anything like that um so i definitely think that when you do have a good communication um stream uh, things tend to get done get things tend to uh get like completed and um it runs more efficiently okay so let's jump to a different question i'm going to come back to my next question but this one how do you prioritize and delegate responsibilities what do you think the most effective way is uh, in your opinion um like for delegation i want to i usually like if there's a responsibility that i want held by someone i always want to like pick the right person that is capable of doing what i want them to do um and as obviously if there's if there's ever a situation where i want something done and i don't think that i have anyone available that is like capable of holding the responsibility then i usually would just do it myself which could be um counted as like a weakness in my management style but 
um, because obviously you always want to have someone available to do anything that you want to do, but sometimes you just don't have that. So you want to like train people to be in that, like, and that comes with developing who we yeah. have. And sometimes, uh, due to circumstances, some of our employees are underdeveloped. Yeah. Um, it just it's just time and like you want to you need to have an amount of time allotted to having employees be developed um i think the best way like i don't know if we're going off we're going into like employee development now but we can you can okay i think for employee development the best way to like improve them and like make sure it's the best um like situation for that is to just make it so you can have the like resources put into that you don't want to have like a situation where you don't have enough people to like complete training stuff like that um it's almost almost like the person who's training them i would i don't want to say should be extra but like that could help so that like sometimes the trainer is overwhelmed with like what is going like it could be like a busy time and they've got this person that they're basically responsible for them learning the job and it's difficult to get it like get it done because they're all busy with like their own stuff happening and but- so where we work our trainers kind of take on an extra responsibility as well and you know we used to have a position called zone leader, yeah, which is kind of like a mini manager in each kind of technical area of the cafe. Um, but they did away with that and kind of combined uh, training and zone leaders into one role, mm-hmm. which is now our um, team leads. Yeah, And so they're basically mini managers in their own respect. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. obviously they have to be capable like that's like how they get the role of being a trainer like they should that they have to be capable of like they have to show that they're able to actually train someone and um, with that they're they're individual leaders yeah um which i think is one thing that we definitely underdevelop our team leads in is leadership a lot of the time they're unaware of what they can do as a team lead um, and what they should do. I think it's a very important role. I think they have to want it. First of all, they want to that they have to want to be in that position to train people. I've seen people that just want, don't want anything to do with it, and they could care less if people get trained or not. Obviously, you don't want that kind of person. It's obviously not going to work in like a team environment. But um, yeah, like the pe- the best people to have in that position they should also want to be in that position themselves. So let's um, jump back on to some of the questions I have for you. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the best way to motivate your team? We'll stick with the people aspect um, to achieve our goals, whether it's company goals, store goals, personal goals. Mm-hmm. What What's um, the best way for you to motivate your people? I think the fr- it starts with identifying what motivates an individual. Like, because you mentioned personal goals, say like they have a personal goal of something that they want to get from working this job. Sometimes it could be a leadership role. And sometimes it could be um, like being given the most possible hours they can be given. And sometimes it's just more money. And um, yeah, so you want to identify that first in a person. And then you're able to like coax them into like showing that they are able to get this. They are able to get what they want from just like putting their head down and like working through the problems and stuff like that. Um, another thing I I usually do to like get people motivated and stay like on track is um, when you show that you personally appreciate the work they do, then 
it's going to resonate with them so much. And, it, like, instead of it being, like, a company thing that, like, the company wants to see them doing, show it, show that you, yourself, are happy um, that they're doing what they do. And, and I think that's really important. Yeah. Can you share an example of a situation you had to deal with, something challenging that you faced as a manager and how you kind of came to a resolution for it? I mean, there's been, I mean, there's been a, a number of like things that could happen. Um, well, like the, the um, most common thing that you're going to like, run into when you're in a di like difficult situations is like being short staffed and stuff like that um which i could go into say it's like a call out or multiple call outs um you're gonna have to deal with it and like you can't just ignore it um most of the time if i have a call out then you're gonna have to like reorganize your entire staff to make so that you could fit the whole like you can like cover the gap kind of like what you talked about before putting people like where you need them yeah in the sense yeah it's always it's always like difficult to have to ask someone to do double the amount that they're supposed to already be doing um sometimes you just have to like ask them like just let them know we appreciate what you already do but unfortunately we're gonna have to have you do this as well and most of the time they understand they get that we're in a like tough spot because of the gap that we have um another like way to like counteract like to work through the issue is like put everyone in like the best spot they can be in um and then whatever's left you yourself would have to like hold like take the responsibility of as a manager um you should like because we're all like all the managers are trained in everything so they all know how to do everything and you're able to just cover that position and then do the rest of like what you need to do it's difficult but like uh, sometimes like that's just the situation you're in it's just what you have to deal with yeah, I absolutely agree. And I don't think everybody takes that mindset to it either mm. of I'm responsible, you know, of any missing spots. Like it is my job to mm. kind of take responsibility of this gap, whether or not it was your fault, you are, you are the manager. So you are in charge X, Y, and Z. It has to get done. And that's kind of the end result. Yeah, like sometimes it just is what it is. Like it's really it's it sucks. Like it's terrible, terrible like time to deal with. Like, and it's horrible that like you didn't even do anything to like have this happen to you. But yeah, I mean, it comes with like being a manager, and it's just sometimes picking up slack is part of the job. Yeah. With conflict, we'll jump a little bit to, I guess, associate or manager conflicts, just conflict in general. Um, how do you prefer to handle conflict? Um, To me, the best way is say it's like an associate conflict. Like, I mean, it could be like associate and customer conflict. It could also be associate and associate conflict. I think e like either way, the best way is to just look at what the issue is, look at what the problem is, figure out the solution and just move on. Don't perpetuate it in any way. Um, just close out the problem and like find the best possible solution and then just move on from that. Um, obviously, if there's like a associate and customer issue, you want to like, it's it's tough to like, also defend your associate while also trying to make the customer happy sometimes there's situations where neither of that is going to be like uh, achievable but um uh you like 
you do want to walk like a fine line because no associate wants to see you not take their side in a in like a conflict um but obviously if you're in the customer service business then that's probably not always going to happen um you want to show your like gratitude towards the customer i mean without customers there's no sales you know what i mean if 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 we defend the associates every time you know and we keep driving away business eventually then there's then then like their role is is like useless basically and like there's no they then they they're not there without customers um and then obviously i I agree you have to walk a fine line uh, especially resolving any conflict i mean i'm sure you've you've been in um a ton of situations um one of the acronyms we use blast yeah that's for that's specifically for like customer issues would be blast um and uh and then for like i'm i like just trying to think of like like internal conflicts i don't um, think the company has one for no, internal conflicts no it's it's basically like just sit them like, down yeah like know, just, explain the situation get yeah, to the point yeah cut it at cut it the out. just cut at it the out. start and yeah one of the things as a manager you have to deal with is stress and pressure. I mean, obviously you are responsible of ensuring that the business runs effectively. You're not hemorrhaging money. Mm-hmm. Um, effectively, you have to make sure that your specific store is yeah. staying in business. How do you manage your stress and pressure? And does stress and pressure affect your management style at all? Um, it might affect it. Um, it'll definitely change how I do certain things. Um, but like most of the time when I'm like dealing with stress and pressure, I kind of like put that in the back. And I and like I'll do what I have to do first. And then I'll think about like how stressful the situation was. Yeah. Um, cause like I was just in like a situation yesterday where the problem was caused by myself, but it was a pretty stressful it, like uh, issue. But obviously, in front of my employees, you don't want to show that you're stressed because then it'll just stress them out. Um, so like, yeah, you're gonna feel it but just don't show it and um because after all the time of feeling like you're stressed and pressured will pass that's like it'll pass eventually at some point so just don't let it affect you as much as you can because it's tough but um if you like let it get to you enough then it'll make things worse. And it kind of resonates with something you said earlier with um, setting the pace, Mm. you know, how you come into work can like drastically affect how your days like goes effectively. Um, And that goes with both kind of, like you said, mood or attitude uh, with work, setting Mm. the pace deals with employee speed. You know, if they're working effectively or not, if they're mm-hmm. working efficiently. And it definitely does have a lot to play into stress as well. Um, if you're overly stressed or anxious about any situation, it's going to trickle down to your people. Bottom line, it's yeah, it's it's going to have a negative effect. Yeah. What are some ways that you handle them uh the stress and pressure though? After you know the kind of moment is done and you've kind of pushed it onto the back burner until later. Um, well, like specifically like when, when the, the moment is finished and it's over most of the time, what I think about is how to prevent it from happening again. Um, instead of just thinking, wow, that really sucked. And that was tough. Um, instead of like, like that's cause, cause then you're like, 
if you're not addressing, like, say it's like a problem with yourself or like a problem just in general, if you're not addressing what caused it and like how to fix it, then it's just going to happen again. You're going to always feel that way every time. So, um, yeah, it's like kind of like creating different processes and stuff like that. Again, we always talk about identifying possible bottlenecks and avoiding them. So it's you want to always like be looking out for um like a, say like different styles for different um situations. And I think that right there is something that's kind of key for management is you've identified that you have a weakness in mm -hmm. identifying and managing bottlenecks. And so that's something that, like you've actively kind of placed into your management is something that you're working on, especially with like stressful situations, bottlenecks that you see integrating that into your thought process for future shifts is definitely like growth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so like with that, I'm going to jump into, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, I just like that you, you like called it growth because it's basically what it is. It absolutely is. Yeah. I mean, especially with being able to identify weakness isn't always an easy thing, but mm -hmm. by identifying it, you can make that weakness into a strength. That's yeah. something like as management, we have to not only learn to do, but it's something that like is expected of us. You know, we are supposed to lead people. And so like we identify their weaknesses all the time and obviously their strengths as well. And some of the things that we definitely do comment on is things that they can improve on. Like you mm -hmm. said earlier, like kind of A to B, here's the destination do what you need to to get here this will make your life easier it'll make my life easier and that's another thing that a lot of people don't do is kind of turn that inward and i've seen it plenty of times in management uh with people Just not kind of refusing identifying refusing yeah. to identify a like a weakness or a fault i'll be like i'm most of the time i'm be the first one to like identify my issue or my weakness and I'll admit it. Um, I think I think it's just better for like, like transparency and like, it, like if you let people know like that you have an issue or like you have something that you're not comfortable doing, like you don't think you're capable, then instead of just trying to do it, knowing that you're probably not gonna be able to com like, like complete it, then it's it, then it's just like. You put yourself in that bad situation, like that. Into a negative situation, yeah. From there, let's jump into something. So I put this one on the back burner because I wanted to talk a little bit more about some of the other stuff we did talk about. What do you believe are some key qualities of an effective manager? So obviously the one we just talked about, self-reflection, mm -hmm. learning from our weaknesses. Um... So, like, an effective manager, um, you definitely want, like, someone who wants to do hard work, someone who wants to, like, get stuff done, um, someone who attacks problems instead of just letting them happen um, before they actually do happen. Um, I think in the management business, you're in, like, the people business because you have people working above you and below you so you definitely have to be like a you have to be a, like friendly in that kind of sense and like just be like a people person um if you're like a brick wall and when people try to explain stuff to you or like um say they're like they're having a tough time and they want to like explain how they're feeling if you don't like show anything from that then um then obviously they're gonna feel like they wasted their time and that they can't like go to you if while they're working they have like they're having like a 
a tough time. Um, and then, yeah, I like being able to like, just work through, uh, difficult situations. Like we talked about the call out thing. Um, and then there's like times where you'll, you'll be working with people that you haven't worked with a lot and like just like the fastest way to like be able to like create a workflow with them um uh, like just can like do a lot in terms of being able to get stuff done say if like you went to like a new or like a place that you haven't worked at before like a new branch or like a different branch um being able to create like a positive workflow the fastest way possible is something that I feel like a effective manager should have in their style. Yeah, I like I like that creating a a quick bridge to a good workflow. Mm -hmm. And like I know that you've been in that situation where like you've been to multiple different locations working with different crews uh, with the same responsibilities. Yeah. Um, you're kind of just expected to adapt. So with that, what other ways have you had to adapt and change your management style to fit either location or just self-improvement? Um, well, like the location thing, um, first thing you want to do is just get to know everyone. Um, Figure out what they like, figure out what they don't like when it comes to working with a manager and like just keep your own style, but also like make it fit the place you're at now because you're not going to be able to, to do things the same way everywhere. Um, so like if you're going to be in a new location, there's obviously like some things that you have to like do differently, but most of it is like creating like a new, like a different routine. Um, everywhere I've gone, say it's like opening or closing. I've had to create a different routine for each place because they run things differently. So, if you figure out what works best and what feels the best, just like keep doing that. Um, what was the other part you said new location or like even just personal, like what ways while you've been a manager, have you adapted or changed your management style in general? I mean, yes, location plays a big part in how you run uh, mm -hmm. your shifts, but just in general, how have you had to adapt or change your management style, if at all? Sometimes the like the company will like introduce new processes and stuff like that. And sometimes the process doesn't always fit your style. So you're gonna have, gonna have to like um change how you usually do things. And it's tough. It's like sometimes like the associates won't always understand. Like, this is, there's, like, a new way of how we're going to do stuff. And, like, this is how we do it. It's, like, like being able to show people, at like, the new way while also learning it is, like... I think that stems also from ineffective communication above our mm -hmm. level of management. Yeah, sometimes there isn't that as much shared as there should be. Um... A lot of like a question, like a lot of associates ask me is always like, why? Like, why do we have to change this yeah, stuff? Like why that? are we changing yeah. why we do X, Y, yeah. or Z? And um, a lot of the times the answer is, I'm not sure. Yeah. Or, or like you do give them the answer, like you do know the answer, and they're not always going to like the answer. So, um, but like it is what it is. Like, this is how they want us to do things. Um, like, so like, we can't do anything about it. <laughs> yeah, it's not, my, like, like, it, it's not it's not my decision. Yeah. <laughs> so like like you know. 
you know, it, it's it trickles down from corporate uh, top office. They make the decision. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, on our level, it's kind of more of, you know, this isn't my change, but mm-hmm. it's my responsibility to kind of input this change into the business. Give it my best shot. I mean, obviously, if it isn't working, there are some workarounds to everything. But for the most part, it's I've seen it, too, is we get uh, noticed to implement a change. You know, we implement the change and it creates kind of a discomfort and a disconnect Mm. uh, in workflow. Which is just you have a group of people doing things a very specific way. And if you change that, uh, there is a learning curve to everything, especially when you change entire processes. Uh, but there's yeah, but there's always a way to like make it work. There's all, like I mean, it, it like at, at first it'll it'll feel different and it, it'll won't feel comfortable because everyone is like so used to what they've been doing. But after a while, like, if you figure out the best way to get it done, then you like will eventually adapt to it. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Have you ever worked with another manager that's had kind of an opposite management style from you? Um, I definitely have. And I mean, like, it's not because like I, I, described my management style as like a more relaxed and like hands off approach like as long as um people are doing what they need to do i'm gonna stay out of the way whereas i've seen people try to like take things more into their own hands for like whatever reason they feel like what's happening isn't being done like to the best of their standards most of the time if people like if if the person i'm working with they want to uh they they want to like do it that way take it into their own hands i usually just let them because again that it goes into my management style which is again hands off so um the you know the person i'm working with is in that position because they're capable of doing the job so uh, whatever they believe that they're like doing in a different way or like doing themselves is most of the time should be the correct way. So like, who am I to tell them not to do what they're doing? So, yeah, most of the time I just try to ignore it. Um, if there is an actual issue with what they're doing, then I will bring it up to them. Um, like say like they're like upsetting some of the associates and um they're just like causing like another kind of internal conflict then yeah the um that definitely has to be addressed with them and everyone um but yeah i I try not i try to not let it affect the overall run yourself like how you you make things work in store the overall work that's being done um like and say that there's another like there's another manager i'm working with that some of the employees and associates seem to have a problem with most of the time what i respond with to them to the associate that has a problem with is just most of the time unless it's like a really egregious issue i'll just tell them like just relax like you don't have to love this person that you're working with um but like they are in charge of you so um like just try to like work with them as much as you can you're not always going to be working with them every single shift so things aren't always going to be that way i know i I don't whenever like an like a group of like employees or associates come up to me with an issue i never try to perpetuate it by like joining in and like also adding on to the negative um criticism from them because it's one of those things that you internalize and then kind of redirect 
because after all, they are my coworker. So like, obviously we have different styles, but like, you know, I'm not trying to slate them in any way. Yeah, I, I agree. All right, I'm going to jump into back to people. When, you know, we get overwhelmed, busy, what's one of the ways that you'd say you can motivate your team or keep your team focused? Um, well, if we're in that situation, first thing I want to do is I want to take charge. Um, like I want to be at the center of everything and make sure people like things are being ran almost through me or like around. Um, so like, yeah, you want to take the ultimate responsibility at that point, try to relieve the pressure off of everyone else. And then, um, obviously you just want to give positive reinforcement, let everyone know that they're doing a great job. We're in a pretty busy time and it will pass. So like, just keep doing what you're doing and we're going to get through it. Um, that's basically like most of what I try to do in those situations. And so with that, you kind of take the hands on approach. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just do that. Just, just cause if I could tell that like the um, people need help, then yeah, I'll just jump right in and like, just eliminate the issue. Um, if I do see someone is struggling to a point where they can't actually complete the task, then I'll most of the time, most likely just move people around, have that person step off, take a break, do whatever you need to do, come back whenever you want. And like, like obviously within like means like, don't just leave, but that's what, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like, you like come back. Like, take ready. a minute. Yeah. Breathe. Take a minute. I'll cover you. Just, you know, I understand that it's pretty tough right now. Um, or, or instead of just having them step off, I'll divert help to them. And you know, can, there are extra personnel. Yeah. You know, if you yeah, have people then, to spare. Those, those two people can like work through the issue, stuff like that. So, yeah, that's pretty much, I feel like that's like what you need to do. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think there's plenty of ways to keep the team focused. Um, one of the things that, you know, our company definitely pushes is tip tops before mm -hmm. and after a shift. Yeah. And both between us as management and between associates in shift change, um, kind of giving an overview of the day so far, some of the situations you've dealt with, um, bottlenecks that either you had to go through or that were solved before. Uh, they actually took effect. Stuff like that is really good to communicate with your people. Uh, in my opinion, I think that by communicating kind of how the day parts go to shift changes, you prepare each person for their upcoming position. I, yeah, I think tip, like, so tip is talking into position. Yeah. I think it's really effective at shift change um, because, you know, when the uh, the later part of the day arrive, like comes and people are starting their shift, um, there could be like uh, an issue that happened before they came. And I think it's really good to like just before they start, talk to them about um, like what you're looking for for this shift. And it gives them a good idea of like what they need to get done for like the like their the time that they're gonna be there. And kind of jumping off of setting the pace is also setting the goal. Mm -hmm. uh, kind of like what you said there. By giving them something that they're working towards for the day, a lot of the things that we focus on, uh speed of service, accuracy, obviously. Um one of the things that every cafe works on is our cafe health scores. And that's kind of just user reviews. Um, those are some of the big three that we tip on every time we talk an employee into position. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think are some of the benefits of the top part? Talking out of position uh, for um, associates. I think a good benefit is it gives like it gives you a good um, opportunity 
to give people like positive feedback uh, and some also like some constructive criticism. Like if they're finishing a shift and they completed what you wanted like done, then it's like a good time to like let them know like, all right, yeah, you did what I asked. Like, thank you. And um, you did a good job. And then say there was like an opportunity to correct someone, then you have that time to do that when they're finishing. Um, and ho- And you just hope that it like will stick with them for the next time that they come in and work. All right. I have one question and then I'm going to give you a minute to look over something. So what role do you believe trust plays in like manager to employee relationships at work? Um, I think it's huge. I think trust is like a big thing. Um, Cause like it's tough to get them to trust you in the first place. And then say you ever like break that trust, then it, you're never going to get it back. And so like, um, yeah. And like when, when you do have like a trust like in the relationship then it's better to like give people feedback and it's better to like give people positive reinforcement um they're really going to think that it means something when you're saying things to them yeah i agree what's one of the ways you'd say you can either build trust with your employees or maintain trust with employees that already trust you um, I think like when you say you're going to do something and you actually do it, then it shows people that you're not just someone who says things and you're someone who actually does things. And like, it could be like, um, something positive that you're doing that creates that trust. And it also could be something negative, like a disciplinary action. Um, not only to the person that you are disciplining, but also I don't want to say like if you're making an example out of someone, then it'll show others like like okay, this person means business. Like I mean, they, obviously you don't discipline someone to make an example, but I see no. what you're I see the point you're conveying is yeah. that like if there's an issue and you address it, your people will know that like that like you're going to tackle you're yeah. going to attack stuff like you're going to like you're not going to just let things slide or anything like that um, i absolutely agree yeah yeah all right so before this meeting i had geo here take a disc personality test so we're going to end off this podcast kind of talking about your results for that so what did you get as your top score on disc so for that test, um, I scored the highest points in influence, the second most in dominance, and then steadiness and compliance were at the bottom. Okay. Um, so I think it's a pretty fair assessment. I think it's, I think I agree with these scores. Um, typically, like specifically with the influence part, um, because it's like, it describes like how you deal with like people and like how you interact with people and communicate and like I was just saying that that's how my like management style is it's mostly like a people focused type thing and like being able to work well with people um with like the the dominance part it's just like how you like deal with problems yourself and like how you control situations yourself and i think that's like that fits in with um like kind of like the second part of my leadership style which is like if i have to if i like need to dominate a situation i can absolutely do it um and you kind of talked about that too and one of like one of your ways to handle situations is like you tend to be a hands-off manager uh you know let your employees do what they know and if need be you know you kind of take control step in yeah do what needs to be done and then get out mm-hmm. and so i feel like that's why uh dominant fits more into like your secondary 
aspect. Yeah. All right, I, but that that should be it for time, unless there's anything else you want to add on that. Um, no. If you need to talk about anything else, yeah, whatever you need. But I think this has been a good uh, discussion in terms of like management topics. I enjoyed it. I think I'll add one more thing onto this. Is there anything? Uh, one one of the things that this assignment is kind of delving into is is our mission. I'm kind of sharing that. What do you think your biggest takeaway is that you'd like to share with people? Um, and like for like for just management in general, uh, through your experience, something that you'd like to share. I think just like my biggest like 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 way of thinking like the way I always usually think is just like be someone that you would want to work with and like be someone that you would want to follow and work for basically that's just all it is really all right unfortunately that's all the time we have today thank you for listening to the show and you the biz podcast this has been Ryan I'll see you guys soon bye